Hey y'all, this is Jasmine Castile and I am going to start a brand new podcast called Hands Off My Podcast. This true crime podcast is for the lost voices of family or friends. They have the story of their loved ones that are or were unalived, missing, human trafficked, or exploited because of being a person of color and would love to share your story. Please contact me at handsoffmypodcast at gmail.com. Let's make your voice no longer the voiceless. If you fall in my community of LGBTQ2 spirits, Asian American Pacific Islander, Black Indigenous people of color, then you're my people. Or if you like to follow and share on any of your listening podcast apps. Dios te bendiga. Today's guest is Leslie Urbas. She's a registered dietitian nutritionist as well as an elite personal trainer. Her expertise is both in science and mindset behind what drives us to desire a healthier, happier, lighter, and re-energized lifestyle. Leslie also wanted to share how raising kids as well as being a military wife and still doing it all. Topics of discussion, how circumstances cannot define you, setting boundaries, and self-care. Please give a warm welcome to Everblessed, Leslie Urbas. Yay! Hi! Hi there, how are you? Good, good. How are you today? I'm good, I'm good. So I did go through your website and I had some a couple other questions because I know that you are a certified nutrition and dietitian. Yeah. For people that don't understand what that entails, can you tell us what you do specifically? Yeah. So registered dietitian, um, first of all, to be one, you have to go to school through what they call a CADE, C-A-D-E, accredited program. Um, so basically I went to school, got my nutrition degree, then I had to go on to an internship and go through that for a year. Some are longer, some are shorter, depending on if schooling is involved. Some get masters, some don't. Um, now I think you have to have your masters, which I do anyways, but, um, yeah, so it's a, it's just like a rigorous training, like a nurse or a doctor would go through. Um, but that's from the dietitian standpoint. And then I'm also a personal trainer, which I got after the fact. Um, but basically what it means is that we're really specific to know the nutrition for you. So, so many people out there are wellness certified or health coach certified, but what they, what they don't have is like, I can tell you exactly from the moment when a carbohydrate hits your mouth, what happens in your entire body. Oh, wow. Right. And I'm, I'm able to help you like really hone into those things. Like, should you be removing it? Should you not be removing it? What really functions for your body? Um, and all the intricate work, you know, it's not just like people hear dietitian and they're like, yeah, whatever, I'll just get a health coach or something. You know? <laughs> they're expecting us to give them like this piece of paper diet and it has nothing to do with that. It literally has everything to do with or I could tell you fully functioning what's happening and what's going on and really digging in deep in there. So, yeah. Wow. That's good to know. I, you have uh, in-depth information on something that we just take for granted or we just like, we've done it so many times where we consume, like you say, carbohydrates. We just like, you know, we're just going through the motions, but you actually know in depth what it does to your body. If you're doing a regiment and exercising or a particular diet lifestyle, so that's pretty interesting. A little bit uh, 
more in depth in personal questions, I guess, just to get to know you a little bit more. So what is the biggest myth that you shared as advice over and over again? So I think one of the biggest things is that people believe that um, in order to lose weight, it's calories in versus calories out. And there's so much more to that. Yes. Do we need to create a deficit? Sure. But there's so much more to that. Are you fueled? Are you doing what's best for your body? Are you, you know, doing the things that are right for you? There's so many other things out there. So when people come to me, they're like, oh, you're going to give me a diet and tell me to count calories and like, you know, view calories in versus calories out. And I'm like, not really. Yeah. yeah Cause there's so many types of fad diets out there. So when did you first become passionate about your chosen field? Uh, I mean, at first I was a dietitian in the Navy, so I guess I became passionate in a military way. Um, not that I would say that's hundred percent true, but that's how I started. Um, I think I've always liked weight loss to a point I have. I dealt with a lot of weight loss clients through the Naval Hospital that I worked at, both as an active duty person and a civilian. But I would say my passion really started to revolve around when I could put together that the whole reason why I was able to lose weight and keep it off was because I control the six inches between my ears, that the scale doesn't define me, that it's not about the particular diet you're on, that it is about you and yourself and your worth and the the true being behind you. And I would say I probably came to that about a few years ago when people, you know, I would give people advice a lot and yes, some would lose weight and some keep it off for life. And then some would come back to me. I'm like, I'm not sure what's happening. And then I realized it's all about patterns. It's all about like those pre, you know, things in your brain, the things that are really going on behind the scenes that are really stopping you from losing weight. And I don't think it's something that's talked about, right? Instead, we have all this mainstream wellness stuff, like follow these points or buy this diet or do this quick and easy thing that's really cheap or take the supplement because they're designed, you know, to keep you on them, right? Or designed to keep you coming back. Nobody really helps you solve the problem of what's going on in between your ears. And that's ultimately what I love to do. That's my passion is to really solve your problem from the perspective of where you are instead of like, here's your piece of paper diet, follow this. And when you don't follow it, come back to me with your tail between your legs, knowing that you did something wrong, you know? Right, right. Because I mean, back in the day, I used to be a marathon runner and I was also vegan at the time. So that was very, very strenuous for me. It was very highly dedicating um, to stay on point in regards to the proper protein, the proper you know intake of foods at particular times of the day, when to run, um, when to rest, stuff like that. So that was a lot of trial and error for me because I didn't have anyone to, to kind of guide me and do that. I just said, you know what, I'm going to do this before I turn a point in my age. And at that time, I was actually getting ready for the army. So, boy, oh, my gosh, that was almost 10 years ago. <laughs> so, And uh, yeah, that was a, an interesting thing. Like If you were there at the time that I needed, I bet you I probably would have been on a better track than what I was doing, just like blindly going in and trying to figure out things. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. So what are the highlights of your career? Yeah, good question. So, I mean, I guess the first one would be joining the Navy. You know, mm -hmm. I, I was never a dietitian before the Navy. Um, 
I got out of school in 2009. Um, I had already been applying to be in the Navy. And then when they accepted me in October, that's that was definitely the highlight because it's like your first job. Right. But also that I was a dietitian in the Navy. So I felt cooler, I guess. Um, but then I would say I, you know, I started working for a different company and then I went back to work. Like I literally got a call from my old boss and he was like, Hey, we we're going to add a civilian position of what it is that you do. It's temporary. It's only two years, but I'm sure in two years we'll convert it to be actual, like an actual spot. And I was like, okay. So I got to go back and do the same job again. Um, and then I would say that the other big highlight was definitely, you know, starting my business and, and seeing that I loved what I did, but because I couldn't see them as often because we just didn't have like too many clients, too many patients coming into the hospital and not enough of us. Um, since I, since we couldn't see them as often and they weren't getting as good of results, I loved starting my business to be able to really work with somebody and get in your head, get in your mind, get in your brain and like pick it apart and be like, Hey, like, let's understand why we're doing the same thing over and over. Like we don't need to go insane. Right. Which is the definition of insanity doing it over Mm -hmm. and over, which is what most people do when it comes to diets. Right. It's like lose the weight, gain the weight, or, you know, start again and then stop again on Wednesday. And it's these patterns and we don't really see the patterns or see around them. And that's really what I would say would be the biggest highlight was figuring out like, Oh, this is what I did. And this is how I help others do the same, you know? Wow, that's great to have uh, that insight because, I mean, you've experienced it yourself. So you have more of a, a personal insight in regards to what works best and, and to, you have a great analytic skill and talent to do that. So that's awesome. And I know they were talking about the military because I'm a military brat. My mother was, I believe she is the first generation of military first generation pretty much with everything um first latina to be in the air force in our family first one to graduate high school and college and um life changes for me i fell in love and got married so i did not take that leap in regards to the military i would have been the second person in our family to get into that but i mean well, um, from what I know, I believe my grandfather was in the military, but I don't know him as much. Um, he wasn't in our lives, so I don't know his history and background in regards to that. But um, can you tell me some funny stories if you wanted to share about the time you were in the Navy? If you had anything? Yeah, um, I would probably say. You know that they that we weren't allowed to haze anymore in the Navy. They did when I got there. They used me as like the youngest officer, um, and so they like painted on the, my collar devices like running lights. Like if you're familiar with the ship, there's like red and green lights for the sides of the ship. So they did that on my uh, my pendants that I wore because it was like, oh, she needs to remember where they go. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. And then when I got to be the most senior one, they, they dressed me up as a bull for this event. Um, yeah, I was not too happy about that one. I was also very sick that day. I'll never forget that day. I barely even ate that day. I felt so terrible, but I knew I couldn't back out. So I went. Um, and then I think the other one is, you know, so when I became an officer, I actually became the department head for a time period because there was a gap. So imagine me at 24 years old, uh, you know, wearing a uniform, brand new dietitian on top of it. And I'm like, I'm running a department with 
like 60 people underneath me and I have to go into a meeting where people are all like five ranks ahead of me. So it would be like, you're the cook of a hospital and you have to go up and speak with like all the people on the board, including the president and the vice president of the hospital. Right. So this is me. And I had to go to this meeting and my, my senior chief at the time literally like told me what to say and that it would be exactly what he needed when he called on me. And I'm like, okay, cool. All right. I'm trusting this guy. So I I go into this meeting and I have what I have to say. I look down, I read the majority of it because it's totally okay. That's what everybody else was doing. And he comes back and he asked me a question that had like seven acronyms. Like the Navy is full of acronyms. All the military is. And I remember just being like, Oh, and a captain, I'll never forget her. She put her hand on my hand and was like, sir, I think this is what her answer is. And she answered and he was like, oh, okay, good. And moved on to the next person. And I just remember being like, oh, thank God. I walked out of there and I looked at that captain and I was like, man, with all due respect, what the hell did he just ask me? (laughs) Like, I don't know. Right. Like I had no clue. So, yeah, I would probably say that was my funniest story of like just walking back out and the senior chief was like, how'd you do? I was like, great, I guess. (laughs) I'm still standing, living and breathing. And I still have my birthday because that's always what I said. You know, the Navy can take everything, but they can't take your birthday. Right. Um, Right. (laughs) So, yeah, that that, those would probably be my funniest ones. By the skin of your teeth. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, last question in regards to kind of get to know you a little bit more. What is the most beautiful place you've ever been? I know you've traveled probably on ship um, through the Navy, but um, if you wanted to highlight on that or highlight on something that you've done personally. Yeah. So um, actually in the Navy, I never actually went on a ship as a dietitian. You work mostly in hospitals. They don't deploy. A few dietitians do get to. My husband serves on ships still, but I don't. Um, I think I was a little bit more sane for not going out on a <laughs> um, I would say the most beautiful place, and this is hard to say because I have been to all 50 states and like seven countries, but it would probably take me to be respecting of it. Um, meaning like when I was younger, I was like, okay, cool. This is boring. You know, where's the video game or something? <laughs> right. Um, but I would say the most beautiful place I've ever been to would be one of two places and it's because they're so different. And one would be on my honeymoon. My husband and I went to the Virgin Islands. I'm going to say it that way. It's not the Virgin Islands, the Bahamas. Um, And there was like this little private island thing that we stayed at with the Sandals Resort that we were at. And it literally felt like a private island. Like there, the people were so spaced out. It was so beautiful. Like you felt like you were on your own private island. Um, Then I would say most recently, um, I took my myself and my kids for a business trip over to Colorado. And we actually went to Pikes Peak, which I had never been on. Um, We drove it. Needless to say, my kids are one and three. But I would say it's just a different form of beauty. And I, you know, I get tied between both. Like I love the view of the mountains, but I hate snow, which is why I live in a warm client. I agree. Uh, but I loved the Bahamas. Like I could have sat there when, when, when I was giving, like when I was learning how to do like Lamaze or all those like breathing techniques for having a baby. And they were like, you have to go to your peaceful place in your head. Like I would go back to that place on the beach. Like I could literally sit there and be there, hear the waves. So to me, I'd have to say that that's it. Cause that was my, like, if somebody needed me to go to that space again, I'd go there, not the mountain. I'd feel like I have to climb it first, you know? So. <laughs> That is beautiful picture to paint. Yeah, I think I haven't um, 
I completely agree with you. Um, I love the mountains, but it's just the cold. I just cannot stand. I was born in a tropical uh, climate. So just the point of anything under the degrees of 70 is too cold for me. So that's why I'm like, <laughs> in, I'm in Texas and I'm like, I'm loving it. But now this autumn's hitting. I'm like 66. Holy cow. That's, that's insanely cold. So I'm bringing out a jacket. People looking at me like I'm crazy, <laughs> but that's just how I am. So I'm just, um, I love, yes, beautiful mountains and um, Bahamas. I have not done. So I'll put that on my bucket list. That's for sure. But that's awesome. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, So I wanted to kind of dive more into your website. On one of your YouTube videos, you had a a woman named Sarah who was dealing with the guilt in her eating habits um, and how she accomplished that with you as her coach. And like I mentioned, being vegan, I have a different lifestyle. So what do you suggest to people that have this type of lifestyle without wavering from it in regards to like if they're wanting to do individual program? Like I think I believe you had individual programs. You also I'm a plus size gal. Even when I was doing marathon running, I was considered Athena. And I was like, I kid you not, I was probably about eight pounds heavier than I was at high school, my high school um, weight, uh, high school weight at 18, I was 172 and I was in my thirties and I was like, maybe, maybe, uh, 178, 180. And I was considered Athena. So, um, so you have a different programs on your website, like the ultimate fit family, the individuals, the high performance athletes, the having fun, losing weight. So that would probably be me in my category, because um, right now, I think I'm close to 200. I'm about 5'8". How would you deal with that? Um, how would you, for example, the types of program you would set up for someone who was kind of like in my lifestyle and, and I'm interested in going back into marathon running. So I'm just trying to think back, like, what could I have done better if I had Leslie on my side? <laughs> yeah, of course. So So it would depend on, you know, like, So the programs that I run, you know, I have three different ones and length of time um, and that's one on one. And then I have a group program for you, of course, because it's specific to you wanting to to learn how to like marathon run and to do that appropriately. Um, I would say like a three month time period, we could do that. But it's also do we have other goals that we want to accomplish? Is it just the marathon running and the marathon training and making sure you're fueling or is there some weight loss in there or is there some, you know, the thought process behind the like how you said, you know, you were, you were called Athena and it was based on your weight and stuff like that. All those things kind of play in there. So the program names that I kind of utilize now, the first one is called relax and redefine, which is literally like learning how to relax within yourself, how to redefine what weight loss looks like for you. Um, my, my next one is called live your life, which is a longer program. It's six months, but it would encompass all that. Like let's break it down. Let's get you to marathon running, but let's get over this. So, so some, some things that people don't really realize is that we base part of our value on our weight because we were weighed a lot as children. And then if we did have weight issues, people, judged us on our weight or we get picked first for the you know softball team if we're really good and it could be oh well, that's the fat kid so they're not picked right not to not not being a bully in that way but you know if that's how you identified mm-hmm. um and then things like 
you know, in terms of like in your family, if you've always heard we're big boned or we have problems losing weight or we clean our plates, um, all of these other side effects really take into how you view your life. And so some people will literally step on the scale. And if the scale is up a half a pound this week, it's like, oh, I'm a horrible person. Mm. And now I have to do X, Y, and Z in order to achieve this because I'm fat. The scale went up a half a pound. Little did you know it's because you drank an extra like fourth of a cup of water or something ridiculous, right? And so that's where live your life comes into play. And then I have something called I call it my BBB, body balance to bliss. And that's a year. And this is like, let's free ourselves of all that noise. Let's actually get what's right for us and learn everything that we're going to need in order to clear these blocks in order to succeed in our life and all that. But for, for a marathon training, you know, if that were like, you were like, I specifically just want to come for marathon training. This is what I want the answer to. I would say a three month period of time, especially because we have some things to play with there. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be like, how is our training going? What does our diet typically look like? What do we enjoy? What do we need to focus on? What do we need to do during the the marathon running? People just think, you know, I can train to do a marathon, but so much goes into that. When I was doing half marathons, like some of the things that you would normally do during a marathon, you're like, oh, okay. People talk about this gel. So I'll do this gel. Little did you know the gel, you wait too long to try it. And the gel actually gives you like um, stomach pains, which is very common to people. And so you're in the marathon, middle of the marathon running and you're like, and now my stomach hurts. And now all the blood is rushing to your stomach instead of to your body where it needs to be. And so you wind up like wanting to collapse and it's like the worst marathon of your life. And then you Mm. attest and never do it again. Right. Right. Right so much that goes into that. So, so how do I do that? You know, I, I utilize it through what I call a brainstorm call and that's sitting down with somebody for about 30 minutes to actually hear what it is they actually want. What do they intend for themselves? What do they want in their life, their diet and all that stuff to get them the goal? Maybe it is really just like, I'm comfortable where I'm at weight wise, et cetera, but this is, I want a marathon run. Okay, great. But maybe it is, you know, like, I never really realized how much a scale controls me. Like Sarah's testimonial that she brought up, you know, there was a point that it was like, I'm not eating a bite of that dessert because if I do, the scale will go up tomorrow. You know, when we're so controlled by that, no fad diet out there, no supplement, nothing like that is ever going to be able to conquer that piece of your brain. That has to be literally rechanged. You know, it's just like, you know, when your kid you know, goes to walk. Okay. Like we expect them to fall numerous times. We never sit there and be like, you can't walk. Stop trying. Right. Mm -hmm. Like every time they fall down, you can't walk. If so, maybe they literally wouldn't walk, but when you are, you know, trying to lose weight, this is literally what you do to yourself. The scale went up. You'll never lose weight. And because of that, like your body's like, okay, here we go not losing weight. Should we gain a few more pounds? And you don't really know what's happening. So, so that's kind of what, what Sarah got into, but for each person, nutrition is so specific. I'm sure you've heard like your gut is your second brain. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. None of us have the same gut. That's why sometimes people are like, I hate it. Cause I got diagnosed with this bowel issue and no doctor can help me. And it's because, well, it's actually going to take a lot of work on your part and working with a coach or someone who's experienced in this Avenue to literally walk you through it. So you can take out the things that you know, for sure not to, and then get your life back. But it's, it's, it's work and it's changing what's in your brain in order to get there. Yeah. But yes, you hit on a lot of things that there's a lot of moving parts and nuances that you you handle with 
your prospective clients. And, and I also looked at your video with the couple, like when, you know, the gentleman was saying that uh, he wants to lose weight, but he also wants to bulk. She wants to lose weight, but then they have particular, they're very picky on the types of eating habits that they have. One doesn't like onions and the other one likes tomatoes, you know, stuff like that. So that's pretty interesting how, you know, you're able to customize the meals and their exercise regimen based on their, you know, having their 30 minute conversation with them and then keeping track with them on a weekly basis. I believe they identify that you reach out to them on a weekly just to kind of make sure, hey, how you doing? You know, and I love that because it's like, even though we have our, we are our own, you know, I have a internal cheerleader. Sometimes she likes to peek her head out. Sometimes she doesn't. She's like, you know what? I'm sitting on the couch eating chips right now. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to help you with anything. I'm, I'm just too tired or whichever. But to have you, Leslie, as um, someone who's like the, the, the outer voice, the encouragement for your client saying, we can do this. We can make the change that you want. I'm able to take care of the, you know, customize based on your preference. It's such a beautiful thing that you have this journey where you're able to do that and you're able to take that gift and share it to everyone. So I am very grateful to speak with you on that subject. That is awesome. Now, based on your different programs that you have, you identified also that you work with them about their particular types of eating um, based on their choice and customizing it into the program. So do you yourself, I know this is kind of like out of the whim, this is organic. And I myself, I've used many different types of meal prepped delivery subscriptions. Do yourself or do you identify to the person, your client, um, this is what you should do, go out to grocery shopping, or you su- do you suggest subscribing to those particular types of meal prepped delivery uh, memberships or subscriptions, point where they need to look into their eating habits and how are they able to shop? Do you help them with that or or how does that, what is that process? Yeah, of course. So, so typically we talk about how to shop. Um, I'm not opposed to meal meal services. I don't promote one or the other. I have to see what the reasoning behind that is. If you're literally doing it because you're like, well, somebody else is doing it for me, you'll eventually stop. Like no matter what you say, you know, if you're doing it because someone else is doing the portion control, they're doing the cooking, they're doing all that. You'll eventually get tired of it. They only have so many meals that you do. It doesn't teach you to dine out. It doesn't solve a problem. It's a band-aid. It's literally a band-aid. That's what 98% of all diets or any of these things are. They're a band-aid. Now, if you're a family of four and you like that because you want to include them to have different recipes than what you're normally used to. And like, you're like, oh yeah, I really want to do this and have it for a reason or whatever. I'm definitely not stopping you from that, but we have to see what the reasoning behind it is. You know, the magical thinking of if someone else does all the cooking and all I have to do is warm it up in the microwave and it's perfectly portioned to me and I'm just going to lose all this magical weight. No, because the thing that you're not accounting for is that your brain still says, I want the chips, cakes, cookies, ho-hos, McDonald's, whatever else that's out there. Right. So is that going to be a solution? Absolutely not. You know, um, and that's me just being blunt, you know, mm-hmm. That way people know, you know, like people don't, it, it, people that will come to me for a dietitian definitely don't come for like a sugar-coated reason. I'm going to be very like black and white. Like 
you're doing that for the wrong reason, but I'm going to help you arrive at that solution yourself. But so, so I have no problem with somebody being like, you know, I just want some ideas and I want somebody else to do some of the work for me a little bit of time. Cause I get it like as a mom of two and a husband that's military, sometimes convenience is helpful, but if it's your like, Oh, this is the thing that's going to make me skinny. I can't promise you that that's a good answer. Thank you. That's very informative because there's times that I'm like, I have four jobs and that's not including being a single mom. So for me, it's perfect. However, <laughs> for others, you, you're you right. Having someone else doing it for you, I understand that you have to make something, create it, prepare it with your own hands. You feel as if you know what's going into it. And I love that one of these days when I actually will eliminate two or three of my other jobs, I love cooking. I love it. It's just, I'm at the point where I walk in a door at good morning after my night shift. I've been up since yesterday, run in, jump in with my son. He's got live learning remote school, doing that, then doing the voiceover services, then maybe do some CFO in on my startup company and then jump into recording podcasts. And then after that, I'll be doing, and then maybe, you know, running over there after my screaming child has asked me, I don't know what I'm doing with my class, you know, (laughs) so doing that. And then I have two fur babies. So then I make sure that they're taken outside and they're taking, you know, so it's, it's, my life is a whirlwind. Mine is like completely um, understandable, but if you want to follow what Leslie doing, I, I know for sure, I'm sure you know what you're doing. And I, I really recommend that other people would follow her and look into her website for her program, because it looks like she's on it. She's on point. I love the videos. I love the testimonials. But like I said, as a mother of three, how can I put my workout ethics into my busy schedule? Hypothetically, if I wanted to get into your program, Leslie? Yeah. So, so what you're saying is how would you, how would you do the workout and do the program at the same time or? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So, so the programs are all very different. Um, but you know, for the one that I thought would be best for you, it's like a 45 minute chat each week. Um, and it's not every week we do, we really only do about three per month because you are a busy person, as you've just stated. (laughs) So trying to do it every week, like, you know, I get it. We're all like amazing people doing things. And we also need some time to do things for our own. Um, So how how would you do that and do the training? Um, That would be something that we work out. So a lot of times we like we have these super busy schedules, but it's also just, you know, lack of time for ourselves, lack of self-care, lack of things like that. So all that gets brought into that. And then we're able to be like, okay, hey, this is actually what you need. This is the level that we need to get to. And we work all that out. And that's kind of what the first couple of weeks are all about. Nice, nice. Because I noticed on your website, you have a couple of quotes on there. What is your favorite quote that you like to use? Um, I'm inspired to do better or to be above and beyond what I did yesterday. What is kind of like your favorite quote that you like to utilize for yourself or for others? Honestly, I wouldn't even say it's one of them on there. It's one I say to myself. Mm -hmm. So a big thing is that you are what you say you are. So the more you say I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm never going to lose weight that's what you're going to achieve. So when I'm in one of those bad moods, I go back to all the things I want to be. And I say all the things I am, meaning all the things I want to be that I want to embody, you know, like I am in the best shape of my life. 
you know, things like that. And that's what I go back to. And that's what I have my clients go back to. When you're having a bad day, you need to go back to yourself. You need to go within yourself, within your brain and tell yourself who you really are instead of who you're telling yourself right now. Uh, I wanted to also tell the listeners, um, actually, could you tell the listeners exactly how they are able to reach out to you and get to know more about those awesome programs that you have available for your prospective clients? Yeah, of course. So the main place I tell people to go is my Facebook group, Weight Loss and Wellbeing for High Performers. I go live in there weekly. I do things that you know the people in that group want to learn about. Um, but then you can also catch me on Facebook or LinkedIn or um, Instagram. Leslie Urbis is my name on Facebook. There's Fiala, my, my maiden name throw in there too. But um, pretty much if you enter Leslie Urbis, I think there's only two of us in the whole world. So you'll find me. Oh, you are so lucky. <laughs> What? There's so many Jasmine Castillos I, I can't even point a stick to. So <laughs> speaking with you, it's been an honor so much to have you as a guest here and, to, and learn more about your background. And I am so excited to get the clients rolling in. Um, I'm not sure. Did you have any like anything in closing that you'd like to mention before we end the conversation? As I just tell everybody, I'm like, you can't achieve anything when you change the patterns in your brain. And that's ultimately what we would work on together to get you through the valuing yourself on a scale, which just stinks. So, yeah. Thank you so much for that. So you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much, Leslie, again. It's been an honor. I will. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Noise Blue Zion podcast. If you yourself is a small business owner, entrepreneur, musician, or artist, or liked what you heard, please share and follow. I am on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, or contact me at www.jasminecastillovoice.com and stay tuned for the next upcoming episode.